0: I was trying to think about my life, particularly in 2021, through the lens of the final season of Insecure, which was very reflective and very amazing and just very thought for, ref, bleh, thought-provoking. So, I was this is crazy, but I was thinking the other week, like, what do people who don't watch Insecure do? Like, I don't, I owe a debt of gratitude to my homegirl, who I'm actually going to say her name, April, because I had no idea what Insecure was. And in 2018, I started working with April and she was the person that was like, what? You don't know what Insecure is? You never heard of Awkward Black Girl? Blah, 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 blah. And so she gave me her HBO password. And the rest is history. Um, oh, I mean, the season, I mean, the whole thing ended and it's just, uh, like, a, a whole lot of emotions and just going through, like, you essentially are a part of the characters lives in the most intimate of ways. And then, you know, sometimes you, you're when the new season comes out, like you're just very fascinated about like how have they grown with you? Like how they grown considering the times and it just was an amazing show. And what it, Represented for me was what it's like to be in your 20s and 30s and, like, experiencing life. I think, like, sometimes when you're young, you think about life as I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a lawyer or a doctor or something, right? And you don't always think about, like, where your passion will lead you. Um, for Issa, her passion led her in a lot of different directions. And it really started with working for an organization that perhaps she had some passion about, but didn't necessarily reflect her values. And I think if all of us are being honest with ourselves and we think about, like, most of us have had a We Got Y'all experience, right? Where you are working somewhere, because you got bills to pay and you endure a lot from day to day because you have obligations and responsibilities, but ultimately the 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 work that you're doing and the things that you subject yourselves to and the things that you tell yourself to be quiet about and you don't allow yourself to speak up about, ultimately those are the things that make it very hard for you to live with yourself and so you end up being like, I gotta get out of this. The cool thing about the we gotcha experiences is that they always lead to our passion, right? They always show us a better version of ourselves, show us how we can show up in a different way. So I just really appreciated like the reflection, particularly in the final episode where Issa is like, you know, driving down memory lane in her new Lexus and she drives by the dunes and she drives by a place that appears to be We Gotcha and she's able to reflect on all the places that she's been, all the people that she's worked with, that she's been a part of. And I love the the title of the of the the episode. And I think this is what kind of makes me most reflective and kind of helps me to sort of understand what 2021 was. So the topic or the the title of the final episode was everything will be okay, right? Everything will be comma, okay. That is, you know, sometimes our life like so we have this picture in our mind of what things are supposed to be right and the reality is what we think things should be and what they turn out to be are generally completely different and in isa's case like her life and her passion and her friendships and her career and her passion led her in a lot of different directions that ultimately the destination was where she was supposed to be. But you can't always see that when you're en route, right? Um, You ever been in the car with going somewhere that you've never been before? You know, maybe it's the first day of that job and you're driving to the job for the first time or first day on campus and you're walking through to find your classes, like in those moments, like it feels like you're in this big universe that's way bigger than you and how are you ever gonna survive? And it's almost like it swallows you up. But the more you get acquainted with it, the more it seems small. Right. Like if you compare your first day of college with your last day or your that first day that you walked into that new job and the day that you left the job um, and they had a cake for you, like you're you're it, it, it is always um, really hard to comprehend like the way that we. You know, experience things and how they turn out to be versus how they feel when we're experiencing it. So I love the idea or the topic of everything will be okay um, this year. In what twenty twenty one, I had COVID. My car got towed. I mean, some terrible things happened. Some great things happened as well. But the way that we experience life is usually the things that are the most forefront in our life are always the things that like steal the most energy and passion and resources from us. And so I, I'm sure I had a lot of high, I had some high highs, but I also had some low lows. Um, and I think, you know, trying to make sense of it all, is almost as dangerous as trying or wishing that it didn't happen, right? I mean, it's like some things are never going to make sense until God decides that this is the moment that I'm going to make everything that somebody has gone through make sense. And the difficulty is waiting on that to happen. So anyway, Issa is experiencing, She's watching her life before her, right? She's having these conversations with herself. Um, She's driving down memory lane. She's thinking about the things that are and the things that could be. The the possibility of things, she's getting a reminder about the possibility of things from people who love her and the people who are around her. But she's also like the present and the past always seems to sort of always be close enough to kind of be like, actually, you don't have it together. You don't have it in order. Um, And she's navigating that. And I think she navigates it so beautifully because... She, well, first of all, I think she navigates it so beautifully because she's the writer. Um, But I also think that it's a very authentic story that she is telling that is in alignment with her own experiences. And I love that, um, you know, watching some of the videos where they're talking about like the making and and how the writers envisioned that the show would be. And so... Anyway, Kelly has a baby and gets a boo. And I think that's incredible because Kelly, like, is sort of a representative of a lot of us. Like, that aunt that's kind of awkward, but really funny and cool to be around, but never quite has, like, the stability of everybody else. But I loved how in the final season in particular, in the final couple episodes, like, Her value was reasserted, like whether it was um, her relationship with other characters, the way that she showed up for Molly's mom um, professionally, like her showing up and that skill set, bringing that to a black owned law firm. Uh, and being successful um, as a friend and colleague but also somebody that brought something to the table I just thought it was really powerful because sometimes like Kelly's character was sort of like there for me at least there but not like like a like a like a, if there's an episode where Kelly doesn't show up like uh, oh kind of don't trip. I mean, her presence is always powerful, but I think that they did a really good job in the last season of being like, this is why Kelly is here. This is what she brings to the group. Um, She's vulnerable. She's talented. um, She is funny, um, but she's also really human. Um, And the circle is not complete without her. So I appreciated how something positive happened for her that was life-changing that wasn't just about her being around or telling a joke or being creative but it was also about her growing um into like who she is supposed to be um for the series so i love that um i loved that i thought that maybe um molly's romance was a little bit understated I thought that there was some more opportunities to kind of build out what that looks like. It seems like they were kind of dating and then they were married. Like there there wasn't a lot of um, in between. Um, And I had to try to remember like what her husband, fiance, what his character was like a couple of seasons ago when he really entered into the to the to the scene the cool thing though i don't think is that they intended for him to really eventually like be molly's husband so he got to grow on us and in addition to that like we got to experience him like in spaces and times where molly had a need and somebody outside of the Couple of characters that we're so acquainted with was able to like, help her navigate that space. So one of the his, because to me, like Molly, always represented somebody that that is very difficult to 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 care for. Like she's independent, she's a career woman, um, she's a very interesting thinker. Um, And like her and Issa have this really complex relationship that's hard to sometimes explain if you don't have a good friend in the way that they have each other. Um, And so like one of the things that really spoke to me was when she was going through a very hard day and they were unable to connect and he sent her like some Chinese food or something like that, which is like very thoughtful and very reflective of like, who they were building him to be so i really appreciated that she found love and that it and then that love was not like sad or boring or but it was something that she deserved right um and i also think it's interesting that they worked together and they they got to experience each other in a different way and they didn't like each other initially. They had some moments where they were competing. Um, they had some really awkward moments um, that were like alcohol based, but they really learned how to how, how to be in each other's space. And I thought that that was powerful. Um, Issa's love life is very interesting to me. I really never cared for Issa's love life in the absence of Lawrence. Um, there was an episode in the final season that was like all about Lawrence and I didn't really care about, I remember earlier in the seasons, like really being fascinated by Lawrence's presence and being like, yeah, like Lawrence, he's our guy. Wait. So before I go further, I need to give a shout out to my friend, Amanda, who also has been the generous donator of her HBO password. Back to Lawrence. Lawrence um I don't know I just I wasn't feeling the whole Topanga like fatherhood thing but I think it also is a very interesting I think I might have even had made an episode about like navigating what that all was like you know when when they were gonna get together and it was like ups and downs and I don't know if it was the intention of them always getting back together but I did really appreciate the consistency in the ways that they projected Lawrence as a father. Like I thought that was very powerful and I loved how whether it was space or time and nothing separated him from his commitment to his child and um, his commitment to like really navigating a relationship with his baby's mother in a way that was very healthy even though sometimes the way that it started or the way that it was going wasn't always conducive to like healthy discussion and i think that there was so much realness in that that really developed lawrence as not just Issa's young lazy boyfriend that worked at best buy back in the day but somebody who had really grown and matured into a man and it was almost like Not to make this like uber spiritual, but it's like all the things that Lawrence had to go through, a lot of it wasn't necessarily ideal, you know, or dreamy, or like I'm gonna meet a man and he's gonna be rich. But Lawrence's character really evolved into the man that Issa needed the most in the space and time that she needed him. And I just thought that, that was beautiful. I thought that that was just beautiful writing. I thought um rather than like showcasing him as uber successful as it appeared he was um the the final scene of the 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 interaction with them um was her uh, coming home to Lawrence and his son and really um, her embracing a part of Lawrence's life that was very difficult for her for her to embrace in in earlier stages. So the idea that she matured into someone with the capacity to love somebody else's child, y'all that to me is like really, really real. Like I mean, I think that you know, if, if you're a single man like me and you're you're interested in marriage and love, like more than likely you're going to be engaged with people who have children, right? And like, that's a reality. And so I, I love the beauty of that engagement and the involvement evol- of that re- the relationship between parents and co-parents and step-parents and whatever to turns out to be for that little boy. I just thought it was beautiful. Um, the other thing that like, I thought about pretty deeply is about how relationships, adult relationships really change. And I loved the idea that ultimately, the ways that these people ultimately interact, I said ultimately twice, huh? uh, Ultimately three, ultimately four, ultimately five, the way that, I know it's so annoying, I don't know why I'm doing this, <laughs> but, um, now, I lost my train of thought because I kept saying ultimately six. Um, so, they decided that the way that they would regather and that the way that they would manage their relationship was through getting together for birthdays. And I thought that that was just really, I don't know. I just, I, it's really hard to navigate adult relationships. And what I have noticed is, like when you're in your twenties, when you're early twenties, like what you have in common is where you go to school together, the fraternity or sorority that you're in, the, you know the the places that you work, the, the type of work that you do, that helps to navigate and strengthen and extend friendships beyond like drinking buddies. But when you get in your 30s, like the likelihood that you work with somebody that you're close to, the likelihood that you live in the same state or city is low. Like the likelihood that you um, have the same things in common or the likelihood that all your friends are married or, or all your friends have kids is like really low because people are doing so many different things in life and it's hard to connect. And. To me, like I have found, the older that I get, holidays and birthdays are the times that we connect. It, it might be that we just don't see each other all year into your birthday, and some of that might be because I'm an introvert, right? But some of it might be that like birthdays are become so valuable when you get older. So I love this idea of like regathering around birthdays and really just bringing attention to like how friendship is cultivated and how we celebrate each other's lives so that to me that was just so beautiful i also have a complex around birthdays because i usually just i don't i don't see them as like times to spend you know with like a lot of different people because it's never kind of been my thing but i have grown to value like what it feels like to be honored and loved by people who know you particularly on your birthday. So anyway, I thought that that was beautiful. I was like, Oh, I'm going to get some friends. And honestly, and I'm not going to get, I'm not, I have, I have some great friends, but I do like, when, even if I haven't seen you in a long time, if you're having something for your birthday, like I, I just, that it really excites me. Right. Cause I think that birthdays and things should be celebrated. I think it's a time to rekindle friendships and come back together. To me, it's not awkward. And I'm not flying to Jamaica if we haven't talked in five years. Right. But some kind of connection is helpful. So Anyway, I just um, I loved that idea that they were a gathering around birthdays. So a couple of just things that I, that, that really stuck with me. Um, it's hard to talk about the other girl. I'd be forgetting her name. what is the what, what's the one what's the um, I know this this is really bad because she moved they moved to Colorado or somewhere and I'd be forgetting her character name which is so funny because she is like really like one of the most sort of outgoing um, characters in the show and I, or or like outside of the show. Um, But what is her name? Oh my gosh. Oh, Amanda Seals is her real name. Her character. I just, I don't know because it's definitely acting, but I feel like Issa is Issa and like, if you listen to Issa, like I watched Issa on The Breakfast Club, she that like she's who she is. She's funny. She's quirky. She's awkward. She is real. Like she's you know like Molly. I listen to her podcast same way. Just just down to earth and funny and like very reflective and um, I don't know what um, Kelly has going or what her real name is or whatever. I just like her on the show but Amanda Silzer I just I just her moving out of town was nothing for me. What what her move like really reflected to me, what what it kind of brought to the surface for me was that her and Kelly had a relationship that was stronger and I, and I had to remember that through her moving but y'all I just I think it's I think she does a, a couple of other things that have nothing to do with the show that turned me off. And so it's very hard for me to like see her as as that role because I don't think that's who she is. And I know that's what I know you're probably thinking, well, Dominique, that's what acting is. Like you being somebody that you're not. But this show is not really about that. Like Issa is Issa. Molly is Molly. Kelly is Kelly. There's just no way that they can be way different from their characters. And all of them have said like, yeah, I'm kind of similar to my character. So, I don't know. I mean, sorry, Amanda Seals. You're cool to follow on Instagram. Sometimes you'd be going off about stuff I care about, but the whole cat thing, I'm just not into her. Can I just not be, if they had a spinoff about her life, I would not watch. I could watch Kelly. I could watch Molly. I could watch Isa. I'm cool on whatever her name is. I don't even remember her name. So anyway, some lessons, some lessons. The first lesson is that we find love in places that we do not expect, and for Molly, it was at work for. Kelly, we don't even know where Kelly was fighting her dudes at, but it was always something weird and something unexpected and something that never like yielded to a long-term, like moist, loving relationship. But it happened for her, right? Unexpected. Um, for Issa, it's sort of just like it wasn't that she she found the love that she lost over time and what I love about their relationship is that for between her and Lawrence, there was always the possibility of reconnecting and it seems like they were never so far away from each other that they didn't bump into each other at the right time. And there was never a wrong time for them. So I appreciate, like, so even though it seems like they were always meant to be in a sense, their love was rekindled in unexpected places, you know, whether it's a going away party or a restaurant or, you know, meeting at Issa's new building. Like there was never, it it, it was always a weird thing, but it always, the vibe was always right. So we find love in, in the places that we don't expect. The other thing I was thinking about is how God ultimately leads us to our passion. And sometimes we find our passion through very difficult circumstances that we cannot explain that are not easy to understand. And God just leads us there. It's not ideal. Like I said earlier, I'd love to just find my passion without having to have a We gotcha experience. But I know that We gotcha is necessary for what we are ultimately called to do. That was powerful for Issa. And I think powerful, a powerful lesson for all of us is, you know, don't underestimate, the Bible says for us to be careful not to essentially underestimate our small beginnings because sometimes we play ourselves, we play our experiences, we downplay the things that we go through, like we can only see them in one way. It was bad and I didn't like it. And so I'm upset and God wants us to see things differently. And I think he exposes us to things so that it can open our eyes wider to what he wants us to see. Um, So God ultimately almost always leads us through our passion, through difficulty. I think um, also sometimes the love that we find is the love that we lose. And in our immaturity, sometimes we let things go that we are, we need to let them go in that time and space. But when we are ready, God has a way of bringing those things back to us. Sometimes it's a man or a woman. Sometimes it's a career or passion. Sometimes it is moving to a new city or an old city that you used to live in. God always has a way of bringing back the things that we used to love. And there's something about old love that no matter how long you're separated from it, no matter how distant it seems, like it can always be rekindled. And I think that that's really powerful. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do without Insecure. I don't know what could potentially or ever be like the subsequent next. Like what, what, what could come alongside it? Like what could top it? (laughs) Um, I don't know. But I pray that whatever it is, it brings us together in the same way. You know, I know y'all be watching other shows. And when I'm talking about bringing us together, I'm talking about Watching shows together that reflect the places and spaces that we are in life. I'm talking about that. But I'm also talking about a friend lending you their HBO login so that you can be exposed to something so amazing that you're like, yeah, I'm talking about, you know, a YouTube sensation turns into an HBO series turns into a movie making millionaire. I'm talking about that kind of thing. And um, I think Insecure came to remind us of all these possibilities that sometimes we don't remember or think about because we're lost in the moment. And just... When you get a chance, if possible, watch that first episode, particularly if you watch all the episodes and just think about the growth and development, and just think about what if Issa and Molly and Lawrence, what if they knew what was going to be like in the earliest stages of who they were? How would they be different? How would they think differently? How would they move differently? Those are all just good things to think about. So I don't know why, but I just was like, I want my first episode of 2022 to be about Insecure. So here we are. Thanks for listening.